This episode of Red Bull Ramp is by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Ramp. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, Clayton John, Chris Adamek, and Maeve Dartinez. Now, on to the show. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing conversation amongst three lifelong wackos that may contain adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show never ends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald, and this is episode 403. Did you know Gareth Bell is an MLS? Is he? Did I did you? not know that. Did you know? Did you hear about that anyway? Well, yeah. Apparently he's an MLS now. I, I feel like I should have gotten the letter to any soundbite for that one. I would have been like a perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what the scene was like. I think there was at the uh, the bar at the, the Ukrainian club or whatever it was in Letterkenny. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. That, it's the, the best party ever, that part. The, the Christmas, okay. Christmas episode, that's what I'm thinking of. In Letterkenny? Yeah. I don't know if I got that far, but I got I to gotta get back to that show. I don't know what I'm, th- I'm doing. And then you got to get to um, Shorzy. That's like the sequel show that's, or that's, something? That's the spinoff for the one character. Yeah. Uh, I, think you got, I think you got like three episodes in. It's pretty good. Okay. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, if you're watching Red Bulls on on uh, Sunday, you definitely learned that Gareth Bale is now in MLS. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Trollman only spent about half the episode or half, half the show or broadcast talking about how LAFC got Bale and Cellini and where are they going to play? And he's surprised that they fit in the roster rules and all this other stuff. And it's like, well, MLS bends the roster rules for LA all- and LA Galaxy every fucking time. So who really cares at this point about that? Of course part? they do. <laughs> they'll, they'll do whatever they have to to get to what they want. I mean. Oh, of course. Uh, but there was a game played. Unfortunately, we did not win. We lost 2 nothing to LAFC, which, in fairness, everybody kind of knew going into that game uh, between yeah. the missed flight, the finding out literally the day of, right before leaving the team hotel, that um, Aaron Long and Laquinius and Jason Badant were all quarantined due to COVID protocols. And I'm still not sure if any of them are cleared to come back for the game tomorrow. We'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> so, predictably, <coughs> sorry, predictably they lost. Mm-hmm. Um, Truman and I changed our predictions at the last minute. Poppycock. <laughs> hey, you had your chance. Hey, well, I got a, I got points for losing, so it's all right. I'm just saying, I'm the only one who's gotten points this week, and I managed to get three. <laughs> yeah, yeah sound like it sounds like you like go to the, the the better at you know the casino and say, hey, uh, there's guys out. I want to change my bet. Poppycock. I like to th- think our bets don't. It's um, what is it? I was thinking like horse races. You can cancel the bet up until. The race starts, but I don't think that's that's true. Yeah. 
Our, our bet should be of integrity. You stick with him. Well, you're not going to like Truman's uh, prediction for later then. I know. It's more of Black's integrity. It does. Yep. <laughs> he's, just, he's just throwing that caveat in now. That's yeah, all yeah. he's doing. No integrity on this show. None whatsoever. Wait, we're totally professional. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm calling Dave Dartinez to see if he wants to start a different podcast. One with integrity. I mean, he is funding this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, partially funding. Yeah, that's uh, right. He's a partial owner of Red Bull Red. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which. Yep, we have a new patron. There you go. I'm glad we talked about money because it reminded me. Um, our new patron who signed up, I believe it was like a week or two ago. Uh, none other than Mr. Voicemail himself, Pierre Delecto. Uh, and, he, and he's coming in hot as a, as a producer level supporter of the show. Good to know. Apparently, apparently he's going all in voicemails, producers. I, I don't know this. He keeps giving us voicemails. We may have to create a special tier just for him at this point. Yeah, we dig it. You know, we like that money. <laughs> All right. So uh, l- let's talk about the the lost LAFC. We'll start with tweets. Uh, first off, coincidentally, <laughs> Pierre Delecto. <laughs> um, they did the job versus Toronto. They trashed the rival at Red Bull Arena and showed they still own them on the field. They held up very well against LAFC until that unfortunate stretch of six minutes, uh, which is a doc, yes. You can call it reasonably successful week, and then in parentheses, voice still dead. So apparently that's why we're not getting the voicemails because his voice is shot. Um, but we'll, I mean, I don't think we can argue with any of that tweet really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the only other tweet we had was Steven Santos at Creepy Taxi. I expected a loss, but we played like uh, Red Bulls two in US, USL with no talent, yeah. which <laughs> I think was kind of harsh, honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. we'll get into it. Uh, so, actually, let's get into it with our likes and dislikes. Uh, you can go first. What do you dislike about this match? I mean, you know, it, it's, you know, obviously a lot of, there's a lot of things that, you know, went against us in this game, as you mentioned, the health protocols and the flights and all that, all that good stuff. Uh, but, you know, in, in the end, you got to play with what next man out puts on the field and, Let's face it, our supposed star striker was still on the field, Patrick Kamala, and he still did not score goals. Um, you know, and it's until he actually becomes a threat that they signed him to do, I mean, he has to be a dislike. Um, you know, I, I will say, I, I think, uh, I mean, there's more to talk about it. Uh, I mean, there's, I almost want to transition right into my like. But, uh, you know, it, it's that's a big thing right now. We, we When Laquinas is not on the field, uh, and Lewis Morgan, I guess, as well, um, we just don't have a goal scoring, a true goal scoring threat at the number nine. And that is something that should change. So, um, that, that's going to have to be my dislike for the week. Yeah. I think I'll just add on to that. Um, we honestly could have probably been up two or three, nothing at the end of the first half. If our offense was better, mm-hmm. um, this this game, and apparently LAFC is a big second half team, mm-hmm. but really outside of that stretch in the second half where we gave up those two goals, 
we did not look bad defensively. Mm. Right? Like, we were – I mean, I believe they only had one shot on goal in the first half, if that. Mm-hmm. Like, we were doing a pretty good job on the road holding them – you know, holding them back. Mm-hmm. The problem really was the finishing, and on and on, a little bit on top of that was wasn't necessarily just the finishing; it was getting the ball into a dangerous area. Um, I I think the best chance we had in the first half was that early corner kick where right. Lewis skied it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe we only had like one or two shots on goal in the first half, but none of them were really would really test the keeper. Uh, I don't think our forwards registered a shot on goal at all in this game. I could be wrong about that. Like it's just, this is a problem the Rebels have had since the beginning of the Jesse Marsh era, where um, even if you have a talented striker, you're not getting the service into the box, you know, at the top of the six-yard box or the penalty spot. You're not getting the ball into those dangerous positions where you can allow people to pounce on them. Right. And Laquinas is the guy that can do that, but he mm-hmm. can't be the only one. Right. And, that, and that's a big issue. Right. Patrick Kamala Patrick aside, because that's a whole other thing about him not scoring – as a designated player forward, that he should absolutely be scoring, I would say, minimum 15 to 20 goals a year. Um, but if you can't put the ball in the box, then it doesn't matter who is there, really. They're not going to be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. So there's just a big there's a big gap in terms of creativity, at the top of the midfield or the forwards, whichever position you want to have it at, there's a big gap in creativity there that can allow us to break down anybody, whether they're bunkering or not, because honestly, LAFC wasn't even bunkering in the first half. But if we can't break down any defenses, nothing else is going to matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, <laughs> the only, the only, literally the only way you win in the game is if you score goals. And that's, that that's the worst part of the Red Bulls this year. As much as we've had some good games, that is the worst part of the team right now. Yeah, absolutely. So if, if they can, if they could go out and find someone and fix that this summer, which I don't believe they're going to do. I mean, hell, Ashley Fletcher is pretty much guaranteed to be gone. Oh, uh, uh, he ain't sticking around. Yeah. No. Um, Strubers even said he doesn't see a future for him on the team, so that's clear indication he's not staying that much longer. That's that's, that's, that's pretty telling, yeah. Um, but if they could fix that, like right now, I think they are completely overachieving this team in terms of the standings. Um, yeah, it's possible, and I. I believe I, I don't remember which podcast it was like one of the MLS podcasts. They were asking the question: Are the Red Bulls legit title contenders after they beat LA or New York City FC? I think this game proved they're not, mm-hmm. because like you said, we don't have the, the the depth for the next man up to do the job and keep us going. Right. L- LAFC, for as much as they're <laughs> you know getting 
working around the roster rules and probably getting the league to bend a few things. Mm-hmm. Even before they went out and get Cellini and Bale, they were on a roll. They're literally the, the first place team in the league. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. They're a good team. Yeah. And losing, honestly, losing 2 nothing at LAFC is not a bad result. But you want to talk about a possibility of winning the title. You have LAFC over here doing whatever they need to do to keep their depth good and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, make sure that they can produce the results that they need. Right. We're over here just like, okay, well, we have, you know, X number. We just happen to have players on the roster that fills out enough of each spot that we think we're good and we'll go with it. Mm-hmm. And we've honest, I think we've honestly been lucky this year. Yeah. Yeah, it, definitely. I mean, we may win a playoff game or two, but I don't think we're going to win title. And honestly, that's okay. Uh, at least winning a playoff game is progress. But longer term, this doesn't work unless we get more creative in the offensive third. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's the same job we've been beating for like the last few years. So it's nothing new, but... Yeah. This game, this game just put more of a uh, spotlight on it, I think, than, than usual. Yeah. All right. Uh, likes, is there? What would? What is your like of the game? Well, I mean, I think it's ultimately that the team actually didn't play that badly. I mean, uh, you know, it, they, again, they went up against a the best team in the league uh, after a a stunted long road trip on a short week's rest and without two key players, <laughs> and they played well. And I think in some some respects to the point you just made, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think I read an article from uh, Matt Doyle in his, like, weekly wrap-up. I mean, we were singing LAFC's praises, but it kind of mentions, tail, ended the article in a piece, at least that section of the article, with Red Bulls, if they wanted to make some noise, they could be one piece away. He didn't specifically mention striker, uh, but it, it's I'm of the opinion if they get a legitimate designated player striker in here that could score goals, I mean, I... I don't believe it's a lack of creativity alone is why Kamal doesn't score. I mean, he gets the ball no, sometimes and still doesn't score. Um, you know, it's – and they're good strikers work around that. So, um, you know, and so I think when you see how well this team is playing, how – yeah, you could argue they're overachieving. Um, a striker could make a world of difference. And even though I don't, I don't believe this ownership is at all uh, hungry for titles um, – you know, bring in a legitimate scoring threat, I think, could uh, tilt the balance to them. Maybe they could challenge for a title. Because, um, I mean, again, when you look at games like we, what we just saw where they play against, uh, kind of hang with one of the, the best team in the league. Um, that's kind of encouraging. And it's when you realize that what's missing, go out and get it, you know, and it can make a world of difference. <clears throat> Yeah, and actually, I'm going to look up real quick their recent matches because I feel like. Okay, so we didn't do as well as some other teams. Uh, San Jose actually fought them pretty hard. San Jose only lost uh, 3 to 2. Um, but, I mean, they've been. They lost to Austin in May. But aside from that, they're pretty. They have a pretty good record this year. Yeah. I mean. Right now, I'm only seeing, I think, one game that they lost, or two games they lost total all year. Oh, I mean, they're supportive. Three. Three. Sorry, they lost three all year, but still. 
they're the I mean, sports shield uh, leaders right now. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's they're they're playing well for sure. <laughs> I mean, so, the three points are um, three points clear of Philadelphia and have a game in hand. So, so my like is uh, just to be slightly different. This game was on ABC, which kind of surprised me. Mm. Uh, I thought, you know, if ESPN's broadcast, it would be on ESPN. I don't remember the last time we got a game on actual ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is sort of in, if it was done because of the new TV deal, um, which since I wasn't on last week, my quick thoughts on that, I'll, I'll get to in a minute, but um Maybe ESPN is trying because I think there is still a possibility of ESPN or Fox to get some games going forward. Mm-hmm. And this is them trying to be like, hey, we still care. Um, I, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. There's probably more. They had nothing. They had no basketball, football, <laughs> hockey or, you know, or baseball to show. So, I mean, well, I actually, think, I, think well, they had, I think they had game six of the of the. Uh, yeah, but it was also like eight o'clock at night, you know. Yeah, but it was. Eh, I guess it was too far away for it to be a lead-in. Hmm. Um, but I just kind of surprised that they were actually on ABC. It was it was kind of nice. Although I still hate that the fucking score ticker on the bottom during live action. Yeah. For ESPN, it takes up way too much space with that shit. All right. Um, any afterthoughts for this game? Um, no, nah, nothing too crazy. I think we kind of hit most of it. I mean, all I can say is I had a good time watching it in uh, McDonough's Pub in Keyport, New Jersey. So uh, I got two of my buddies come on down, and another uh, my cousin and my friend were there as well. So, and they were very kind to watch sit and watch soccer, even though actually one of them is a Dynamo fan. One of them does support the Dynamo. The other one, no, not a huge soccer fan. So. You know, I'll, I'll I'll give them credit for sitting out with me. <laughs> okay. Uh, so prediction standings. I'm not sure if you guys talked talked about this, but uh, so Truman had a three point lead after the home win versus Toronto because of the adjusted predictions that Truman and I put in on Saturday. And the fact that I got two nothing exactly right, that no, three point <laughs> that three point gap is now back down to one. <laughs> uh, tr- so Truman is still in the lead. He has thirteen points. I'm in second with twelve, and I got to double check. But for now, I have Pat in third with four points. I got to double check, so I'm not sure if that counts nice. exactly correct. Yeah, it might be. Uh, it's it's at, le- it's at least four. If I'm wrong, it's like five or six. Yeah. I'm in last. That's all I know. <laughs> You're just going for the reverse jinx the whole time. We get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so let's talk about our upcoming match against, uh, for the first time this year, Atlanta United, who will be coming to Red Bull Arena on Thursday, June 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. That game will be on MSG and ESPN+. Atlanta coming to this game with a 5-4-6 record, 19 points, uh, plus one goal difference, which is good for number 11 in the East. 
not necessarily a great year for them. Uh, I, I want to say the recent results are getting better, but I'm not 100% <coughs> sure on that. Um, yeah, not really. They're one, two, lost two over the last four, so they're yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so the big thing to, for this one is uh, with the COVID protocol, they specifically say you need two negative tests to return to the field. I be- I believe they expected Aquinas to be good to go, but we're not sure about Aaron Long. Uh, I had tried real quick to look it up before we started recording, but I could not find anything. So I don't know what's going on with them at the moment. I don't know if they're they're good to go. Mm-hmm. Hopefully one or both of them are back because it would be good for them to be there. So we'll see. Um, Truman has predicted a 2-1 win with the caveat that the prediction is at full strength. And he res- specifically reserved the right to change his prediction depending on the lineup tomorrow. Poppycock. Uh, no integrity. <laughs> <clears throat> Meanwhile, I'm just going to go straight out and say 2 nothing win. Um, Atlanta's not a great team this year. Uh, I think as much as we lost against LAFC, the game proves that we could hang with anybody at least for 60-plus minutes. And playing at home... I think will serve us better than having to play on the road like we did against LA. So I am going with a two, a straight out two nothing victory, regardless of whoever's on the field. Mm-hmm. There you go. I like that. Which, which may be a downfall, but I'm going with it. Integrity. That's what I like to hear. All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think you listed everything. Atlanta's not having a great year. Um, you know, it is a strange midweek game uh, that we have. Um, you know, we'll. I don't know. It's. <laughs> It's because of July 4th. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's a strange one. Uh, but, yeah, we should perform well. I mean, we should perform well at home, um, despite the guys that we might be missing. Um, uh, you know, I think our, our home uh, performances have improved as of late. Uh, so, but once again, I believe in this team. They fail. So, I'm going to go with a one nothing loss to the Atlanta United. Uh, so, you're welcome if they win. All right. Uh, For the I don't know how many years in a row, the Red Bulls will be traveling on July 4th weekend. They will not play at home. Uh, This time, however, they will be playing in Sporting Kansas City on uh, Sunday, July 3rd. I believe it's 3 o'clock Eastern time. I didn't write it down. That game will also be broadcast on MSG and ESPN+. Sporting Kansas City is actually having a worse year than Atlanta. Kind of surprised that Peter Vermees is not gone yet from that team, based on what I was hearing. Uh, they have a record of 4, 4, and 10, 16 points, minus 16 goal difference in the league, number 13 in the West. I think Peter Vermees might have kept his job so far strictly because they're in the Open Cup semifinal. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. Uh, Truman has predicted a 1-1 draw for this match. Um, I do not believe he is caveating this one from what, how I read his uh, message. So I'm pretty sure this is the integrity 1-1 that we're getting from him. 
Integrity. Um, I am going to go with a very tight two to one road win. Okay. Which is a little risky given given the weekend we're playing, but I feel like Sporting Kansas City is not that good this year, <clears throat> and we're surprisingly a proven road team this year, so I, I'd say we could take advantage of it. So I'm going to go with a tight 2-1 victory on the road. Yeah, uh, You know, I, I just kind of feel like this is a trap game. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's easy to look at how Sporting KC is playing and think they sort of sense should be a pushover, and but I mean, I don't feel like, you know, KC is the easiest place to play. And uh, so I wouldn't count him out. Um, so I'm going to go with a – I'm going to go with a one nothing loss, another one nothing loss so out there in Kansas City. I just – I struggle to see us uh, really taking the, the game by the horns in this one, especially on short rest. I'm playing back-to-back-to-back games at this point. Um, so uh, with another decent travel schedule. So, yeah, I'm going to go with one nothing loss. And it kind of sucks. Sporting Kansas City's not playing until Sunday. I just realized that. There you go. Why the hell did we get stuck with the midweek game on Thursday? I don't know. All right. That takes us to New York Red Bulls 2 and their continuing shitty season with a 5 nothing loss at El Paso Locomotive. Oof. Yes. Um, their next match is on Friday, July 1st, 7 p.m. against the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Uh, before we move on to Gotham, I see there's something specifically, I think, this week that I saw where the coach of the team said this: the mission of New York Red Bulls 2 is to develop talent. I think he was trying to deflect from the results on the field. That sounds like it for sure. Right, that's, that's clearly a, well, we don't care about results. As long as we make players, that's all that really matters. Yeah, but shouldn't they be good enough to win games? Well, that's kind of the thing I was going to get to is how do you develop players when you just destroy their confidence with loss after loss after loss? Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're losing, you know, a 4-3 with like, you know, where three of the goals are goal of the week candidates. Like, they are losing fucking five nothing. Yeah. I mean, I understand the level of US the USL championship has risen over the past few years since Rebels two won the USL title. <clears throat> but if your stated goal is developing players, then you have to win some fucking games. You can't you yeah. can't have one win and three draws and say you're developing talent. Who's this coach? Jurgen Klinsman? <laughs> It was all like while he was losing. Like, well, I'm building towards something. Looks like you're building towards shit. You're building towards Greg Halter, Halter Rain, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I get it, right? It's Red Bulls Two is technically the reserve team, so ultimately their job is to have players ready for the, the senior team in MLS. But again. How, how do you build players if they have no confidence that they can win? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, 
so they've played 16 matches so far. If they had like a 500 record, I'd be like, okay, I can get this, right? Because growing mm-hmm. pains, all that. But at least you guys are winning enough to to justify the growing pains. That's no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lo- losing Walniak might have been the worst move or the, the worst possible outcome of this of last summer in terms of youth development for the Red Bulls. Yeah, it's possible. Well, I guess we'll see what happens in MLS reserves next year. Uh, what was it? MLS, MLS Next Pro? Yeah, whatever it's called. <laughs> Garbage ass league. Yeah. All right. Um, next up, Gotham FC. Uh, they unfortunately lost their last match, three nothing to the San Diego Wave. They have a three zero and four record with nine points, minus four goal difference, and number eight in the NWSL. I think it's kind of impressive they got through seven matches without a draw. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, their next match uh, is coming up on Saturday, July 2nd, against the Chicago Red Stars at 7 p.m. Uh, so if you're in the area, go check out a game. Yeah. I don't know who is on that team. I mean, I'm not. I, I don't follow Gotham FC closely. I think they got some women's national team players. And I know the women's national team. I mean, this could roll right into the dumping ground. I mean, they're in camp right now because I believe they are pre- uh, preparing for CONCACAF World Cup qualifying, which I believe starts... Either Monday or Tuesday. Uh, want- they did just they did just play a uh, friendly last night against Colombia. Uh, I mean, I came home about halfway through the first half, and I fell asleep. Though I fell asleep shortly after Kelly O'Hara because there was a long weather delay. But Kelly O'Hara, she had a nice goal. So kudos to that. And I think Mallory Pugh, from what I saw, had a really good game. Uh, Trinity Rodman. I mean, hell, I'm just rooting for her because even though I know she's not super close with her dad, I mean, she's the worm's kid. <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> the Worms kid representing the USA and uh, something important. So, uh, I mean, those are some of the things I can I can think to point out that I you know watched yesterday uh, and watching them. So that that should be yeah, it'll be exciting with the qualifying next week, um, which you know they should qualify. But um, you know we'll see what happens. So looking at their player list, uh, I see Christy Muse uh, and Ashlyn Harris, who are national team players. Uh, at least for the U.S. Mm-hmm. Not sure about anybody else. Okay. So Chris Muse is on Gotham. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and apparently Gina Lewandowski, is, who I guess is related to... Uh, almost... Okay, come on. Please tell me it's going to say it on her. Fate on her... Uh... Okay, she shares a surname, but is not related to um, Robert. Robert Lewandowski. Okay. <laughs> it just happens to be a coincidence. There you go. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so that takes us into the dumping grounds. I'm the trash man. Well, essentially, that was my dumping ground, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you few things one so since i wasn't on the show last week the my quick thoughts about the tv deal um i think i saw something this week that says basically the numbers are actually good for mls because the previous deals included the national team games so even though it's like 20 million dollars less per year 
than the previous deals, all that money is now going directly to the league instead of being split, which probably means that if you had the national team in, I'm going to guess at least 50, another 50 million a year at this point. Right. Yeah, so that's, a, that's a good, that's a good sign for the league. If that means exclusively they're getting more money. Um, mm-hmm. I think it would be good in, in a way to not have the local broadcast anymore mm-hmm. uh, because now you're less likely to have those homers doing certain calls and getting on your nerves. The local blackouts are gone. I think are a great thing, especially since I was always a guy that once he got into the league was streaming because he was out of market and hated whenever they were playing Philly or DC and hoping not to deal with the fucking blackouts. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing is going to be is for the national games, if they decide to stay with ESPN and Fox Sports for you know a game a week or something, will that game still be available on the service? Because not everybody wants to have cable. Mm-hmm. So if I'm paying into this new service that you're going to tell me is a standalone service and cost a standalone fee. And this was an, an MLS, the original MLS Live did this, where after 48 hours you'd have your national games. Mm-hmm. That sh- feature should be coming back at this point. Assuming right. you, uh, that's assuming you still allow ESPN or Fox to do games. Mm-hmm. And please, for the love of God, if you give Univision games, let there be an English language broadcast on Apple TV. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to fucking Twitter or hope that the SAP button works on on YouTube TV. Yeah. That's what that's what I ran into with the the playoff game last year. For some reason, and that was the one game where they decided they were not going to provide the English broadcast via SAP, and I had to listen to the whole thing in Spanish because I, there was no other way to watch that game, and it kind of annoyed the crap out of me. Yeah, I hear you. <clears throat> Um, my only real complaint with Apple TV is the fact that the their app doesn't install on my phone. Mm-hmm. And especially since this deal is a worldwide deal, over half of the global user base is Android. The right. iPhone is more of a U.S. phone, not a global phone. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Maybe Android's a metric. And, you know, it's like metrics useless, so Android's are useless. <laughs> Let's get with Apple people. <clears throat> But that's the thing. If they, if, if they really care about the global, I, would, I just hope that Apple fixes the app before that point. Mm. It, it's, yeah, a pipe, yeah. it's a pipe dream, but I hope. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, maybe they're losing people by not making it available on Android phones. But I, I think, you know, when you're I think for the majority of people, when they're watching a the game, they're watching it on a computer. They're watching it on a streaming device. So I don't know how many of the people are going to lose by. You know, it just being available, not being available on Android. Yeah, the the reason I I bring it up is because a totally valid use case for me is, um, so one one of my if it's this is such a random thing, but one of my cats is diabetic, which means I have to give him insulin at sort of set times, and when games start at seven, halftime ends up being the perfect time to do it. But between mm-hmm. having to feed him and all that stuff, I'm not sure. Always, and I'm not always sure that I'm going to be done inside of 15 minutes. So I have the phone set up down, you know, where I feed them. So this way, if the game happens to restart, I can at least pay attention to what's going on. Right. That. So that's where it is for me. Is mm-hmm. 
like that kind of a thing where it's like I'm taking care of one of my cats or maybe I have to do laundry or something where I'm not near the TV and I'm just I want something close by. That's why I'm hoping they'll fix it. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, uh, and the, the last big thing was the set times for the broadcast, which I think is a good idea. Mm-hmm. As long as they stick to it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want them like starting and like halfway through the year be like, well, we really need to move this <laughs> this game to like Sunday at this time and blah, blah, blah. And if, if you want to go all in on set broadcast times, I am for it. Right. Because yeah. standardize the schedule. Like that's that's one of the things with like the EPL, right? You know for a fact that you have a game you have games Saturday, you have games Sundays and Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Part of that is because of Champions League taking up Tuesday to Thursday. So the only real randomness you get is it maybe a game on a Friday. Right. And that's mm-hmm. and that's only to fit it in because of something else that that's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. So like EPL is perfect because you know exactly when games are and that's it. There's really no no deviation from it. Right. So, mm-hmm. Stick with it. It'll work for you. Just once you start doing it, do not deviate and I'm afraid they might. I have nothing to add because I'm pretty sure I talked about this last week. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I know you guys did. Yeah. All right. So that's the opportunity. Uh the U23 team, or U20, I can't remember which, qualified for the, the World Cup, or the, the uh, U-whatever World Cup uh, uh, yesterday. U, U20s were just playing, I believe, so that was them. And yeah. they happened to be in Columbia and, and clinched their spot. It was maybe two days ago they did it. Okay. okay. <laughs> but apparently there was a big scuffle after the game. Yeah, so <laughs> it was fun. Because CONCACAF, right? Yeah, of course. Um, I don't think I have anything. Oh, well, uh, IFAB, which is the the rules body for um, FIFA, has officially codified the five substitution rule going forward. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I, yeah, if something good came out of the pandemic, I guess it's that. <clears throat> Three subs always seemed a little crazy. I mean, it's just, you know, over time the game's going to evolve. I'm pretty sure in like 20 years, something will be, di- like, things will be different compared to now. It's just, it'll be college rules and come off, come back. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if at some point they're like, you know, for the like concussion, we're going to have a concussion uh, substitution. And if you have a concussion substitution, you can bring a player back on at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, some somehow make it weird like that. Right. Or maybe the old school MLS penalty shots will come back instead of the the, the penalty kicks we have now. Yeah. Well, imagine imagine World Cup being decided by a 35 yard run up. Oh, and the NASL <laughs> kicks, yeah, that'd be something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so is that it for Dumping Ground? Yeah, I got nothing else. All right. Well, that takes us to Pat's betting corner. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I really should look at this stuff. Should have remembered. I guess because I don't actually bet as much as I used to because I was bad at it. Um, so actually, so if you want to win money, do the opposite of what I say. 
Oh man, I'm on like I'm already in July here. Um, okay. So on Thursday, eh, let's not do that. On Saturday, we got uh, we got LAFC facing Vancouver. Even though LAFC is on the road, I'd say take LAFC. Vancouver, if I'm not mistaken, sucks. Yep, confirmed. They suck. So, there you go. I just re- I just was for some reason I was looking up the lines like prop bets for the Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. And I found that the casino, uh, the closest casino to my house in Maryland, uh, officially has a sports book that's open. There you go. Which is weird. I thought it wasn't. Av- I thought they were not available yet. So I'm gonna have to check to see if the online stuff's going on. Yeah. Although it's a barstool sports book, is what it is. Oh, very cool. So let's see. Um, all right, Truman's not here, so that means we're done. Um, yeah, no terrible team of the week. It's, it's yeah. probably DC or NYCFC, knowing Truman. Yeah. I mean, why not? Well, both of them. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so anything else before we get out of here? Before no, I wrap yeah. up? Yeah, nothing else. Okay. Uh, Patreon.com slash Rebel Rant. $1 a month is all you need for exclusive content. It's our monthly wrap-up, live post games, anything we decide to do. Email us at redbullrant at gmail.com if you want to call us, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash rebelrant. On Twitter, at redbullrant for the show, at Dr. Stooge for myself, at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube Music, YouTube SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. All right, Rebels. I bet against you. Prove me wrong. All right. So for Pat and myself, this has been episode 403 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Red Bulls. Lates.